We Western men, we beheaded our king so we could be free. We murdered princesses in cold blood so we could revolutionize the world. So we could create societies that were based on equality and democracy. But we all know the effect that our democracies have in practice. They undermine our will to power. They make men small, cowardly, and hedonistic, and they call that morality. It is the farm animal within man that triumphs through democracy, because that is all that liberalism is, the transformation of mankind into cattle. But here is the catch. When we were fighting for these democracies, they truly did promote freedom and individuality. But we made a mistake in our thinking. It was the fight that brought out the best in us. War is what teaches us the meaning of freedom. Because what is freedom? Freedom is having the will to assume responsibility for yourself. The free individual wants to stand separate from everybody else. And if you truly value this freedom, you will be willing to put everything on the line for it. The free man must become indifferent to difficulties, to hardships, to lack of resources, even to life itself. The free man must be prepared to sacrifice human beings to the cause, himself included. Freedom means that the manly instincts which delight in war and victory dominate over other instincts. Like the instincts for comfort and pleasure. The free man spits on the contemptible comfort dreamed of by shopkeepers, Christians, livestock, females, Englishmen, and other Democrats. The free man is a warrior. The greatest people never attain their glory or their freedom by having rights given to them. It was great danger that made them free and worthy of respect. It was danger that brought out the best in them. And that is why you find the greatest individuals near the greatest danger. Five steps from tyranny, close to the threshold of slavery. Danger alone equates us with our own resources, our virtues, and our spirit. Danger forces us to be strong. First principle, you must need strength in order to become strong. And those great Romans and Venetians understood freedom exactly the way that I understand it as something that you possess or you have lost. Something you claim, something you conquer. What a great riff, full of so many zingers. One of my favorite is Five Steps from Tyranny, Close to the Threshold of Slavery, is where you will find the freest men, the highest types. And the way that you could understand this in the modern context is you could say, you could ask yourself, are you afraid of Klaus Schwab? Are you afraid of Bill Gates coming and buying up all your land and forcing you to drink poo water? Are you afraid they're going to shove you in a pod and eat the bugs? You sitting there and you're saying, what are we going to do? They're, they're, they're trying to imprison us. They're trying to take over. They're trying to conquer us. And you're sitting there and you feel all these heavy, depressing feelings. You try to say to people around you and they look at you like you're a weirdo. And you start to get demoralized. Understand that. Understand that spiritual word. Understand that internal categorization of your emotions. You start to get demoralized. You feel depressing emotions come down. You have this harsh reality hit you. You take the black pill. 
You realize all the normies are just like sheep walking into the slaughterhouse. Oh, all right, I'll just go in and I'll just do what you tell me. And it turns out it's a fucking gulag. And then what happens is you feel depressed, the normies aren't going to do anything about it, you have no power, and you feel crushed, you feel oppressed, you feel all these terrible things coming down, and you decide to become a Christian, you decide, alright, I'll just pray to Jesus, I'll just keep talking about Jesus, and that's going to save me and all this, because Jesus gives you some type of empowering emotions, nothing wrong with that, if you find inspiration and vitality from believing in the power of Christ, believing in Jesus' indomitable Chad power, well that's good for you. But some people aren't even able to get solace out of that, because it feels like escapism, it feels like hoping that there's some type of astral world that's going to save you when maybe your problem is right here in front of you. And the great challenge that you have is digesting those deep, dark, horrible emotions of feeling disempowered, of feeling demoralized, of feeling like there's nothing you can do. And my, my education to you, what I need to tell you is that you, if you want, want to really become the highest version of yourself, this is the type of emotions that you want. These are the type of things that you need to find in your life. Because your life, your whole life up to this point has been fake. You've been in school, you've had lies told you, you've been castrated, you've been turned into a little person. Everything's been controlled and safe. You've been in shopping malls and Starbucks your whole life. You've never been out in a war. You've never been on a battlefield. You've never been on an adventure before. You've never had to make decisions for yourself. And you've never had to deal with those big existential emotions. The emotions of sailing across the Atlantic on a ship with your boys towards a horizon you do not understand. The fear of dealing with cannons launching over you as you, were in, as you were in a trench or something like this. You've never felt with the idea of communism swooping through your society and you having to deal with your heart and deal with your emotions about what's going on. And what's happening now is the arrival of those big existential emotions, those big heavy weights, those big scary feelings that demoralize us all, that make us feel terrible. There's this horrible conglomerate of Schwabs and Bill Gates coming to get you, coming to destroy you, to take your freedoms and turn you into a little pod man that they can exploit, that they can stick you up in the crypto currency blockchain and have you play video games all day like the matrix where you're just glitching out you you would devolve into a tiny little bug a larvae they insert inside the matrix as they become gods they become immortal using advanced technology and they eat steaks while you eat bugs but the thing is you have to be like Jocko Willink when it comes to this stuff. You have to approach all this stuff like fucking Jocko. You have to turn around and be like, tyranny. Highest form of tyranny. Bill Gates taking over the world. Klaus Schwab's gonna turn you into a podman. Klaus Schwab's gonna make you eat the bugs. They're going to fuck you with environmental policies and all this. Good. Getting stuffed in a gulag? Good. And this is precisely the idea. This is the big idea. Is that when this tyranny is arriving, it's a good thing. It's something that's going to wake you up. It's when seriousness comes back. It's when the real deal arrives again. All the bullshit gets cut out of the way. All the nonsense. All the like, let's have a culture war. Let's talk about rights. Let's talk about all this stuff. Debate. Let's debate the philosophical academic ideas. All that stuff gets shoved out of the way. Because it's all bullshit. It's all a waste of time. You're not going to read more books to solve these problems. This is not what's happening. What's happening is right here in front of you. All your theories, all your moral fucking bullshit, all your moral crusading, all your blathering, all your talk meant nothing. It didn't change anything. It didn't save anyone. It counted for nothing. All your ideals were just cope and just delusion. You're a fucking loser and all your values were wrong. And this is where it has brought you. It has put you in a position where you are a slave. You are primed. You're on the threshold for slavery. Do you understand? You're about to get crushed. You're about to get shoved into the gulag. Now, are you ready to digest that emotion, that horrible, black-pilling, pessimistic feeling, and allow it, like Shiva, 
to enter into your body and annihilate all your bullshit so you can actually shut up for once and humble yourself and realize the situation around you and look at the reality around you and accept the prophecy of Nietzsche and say to yourself, right, I have to embrace this pessimistic and bleak outlook and I have to learn how to affirm it. I have to learn how to turn it into a good thing. I have to look around and say, all right, the maximum tyranny has arrived, a global communist empire, a global oppression, the global gulag, the pod world, the matrix has manifest, and I am going to fight against it. Are you able to digest that horrible emotion, that, that bleak, pessimistic feelings? Are you able to digest that level of tyranny and say to yourself, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to make sure that no matter what happens, I will fight to the death to remain free. Because this is what it means to be a liberal. This is what the true meaning of freedom is. The free man is a warrior because freedom is not given. It cannot be given. Free man, freedom and a free man is something that is claimed, something that you fight for, something that you must beat out of reality. You must claim your space in the world. This is how life works. Life is not some type of gift or security. It does not work that way. In the jungle, you have to fight for your place or a better animal will come along and eat you and destroy you and consume your body and become more powerful itself. And what is happening right now is life is going through its operations. You have these superordinate organized global systems and networks and whatnot, and they are consuming the lower forms, the delusional masses, the dumbasses, the comfortable last men who enjoy their Starbucks and enjoy their nice food. These people are getting consumed and turned into devolved lower forms, the pod men that they deserve to be because they chose comfort as their highest value. And instead, you are waking up to that. You are seeing that and you're starting to realize all your attitudes were wrong. You were a pussy. All the people around you were a pussy. And your whole way of seeing the world was wrong and you were miseducated towards that. And it's not something you can sit around and complain about because that's not going to do anything. Instead, you need to sit down and say, how do I transform my situation? How do I become free? How do I stand up against all these incredible odds and assert myself or die trying? Because this is what it means to be a free man. This is what Nietzsche said is the difference between a master and a slave. A master will die or become free. A master will never, ever surrender and become a slave. There is no such thing as a people who become slaves that are masters because they would simply die. The German women back in the, what the Roman Romans noticed is that the German women would kill their own children and kill themselves instead of getting um, taken by the Roman army. They would not remain slaves. They would, would they had an adversity to slavery. They would rather death than slavery. This is the type of attitude that needs to be reborn. And all our rights, all our liberal values, all this stuff, all these beautiful ideas, these democracies and these human rights that we all bullshit and blather on about and you have these fecking idiots in the academies and the academics talking about, all that stuff it didn't just pop out of the sky. It was fought for and won. It was fought for and won. Do you understand? The Americans these peasants, these nobodies fought against the British fucking empire. These great super armies of the English with these incredible warrior uh, aristocracy that were the English. And they went in and they fought for their freedom. Look at the Patriot. Look at that film. The French Revolution where we got this whole premise of liberal democracy and the whole idea of fraternity and equality that was fought for. Have you look at how Napoleon claimed against all the royal houses of Europe, 
space for France. Eventually, he he got defeated, but they fought tooth and nail for their position on this earth. There was war is what educated them, what taught them the meaning of freedom. They had to fight for their freedom. They had to fight for France. They had to fight for their people and fight for their nation. The Irish are just the same. The Irish, in order for us to become free from the English, we had to go through hell in order to get that. We had to fight ourselves, each other, the English, everybody. We just fought everything because we had to go to war because you can't, people don't give you this stuff. If someone's giving you freedom, they're probably taking something from you. And this is the big problem. This is what we mean, which is what Nietzsche means when he says, it almost feels like a paradox, something like liberalism being the transformation of mankind into cattle. This is a strange thing to think. What does he mean by this? How could he say something so horrible? How could he say freedom is so great, but then also say liberalism is, is this thing? Because liberalism, institutionalized liberalism, beautiful lies of liberalism, this idea that your rights are given to you, makes you soft, makes you comfortable, makes you exploitable. It's transforming you into a herd animal. It is the herd animalization of mankind. It makes you believe that you don't have to claim or earn what you have. It makes you believe that you get rights without fights, rights without responsibilities. It makes you small. It makes you decrepit. And this is what happens. Over time, you become dependent on those that give you these rights because you don't know how to get them yourself because you're a coward. You are a slave. You were evolved and transformed into a slave. You are destined to become the pod man because you're a pussy in your soul. You don't believe in yourself. You don't even know how you would make yourself free. You can't think in that assertive and creative way. You just sort of go along and as long as there's food on the table and Starbucks showing up, you're happy to do what is necessary. You're a last man and you get transformed into the perfect piece of livestock. Exactly what Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab are up to. Yo, they're sitting there and they're saying, wow, we could turn all these people into these little larvae, these little matrix bugs inside these automaton machines and they can run our our whole society force and we can ascend to the new royal aristocracy that sits above them. And to be honest, they're fucking right. They should do that because what, what are you worth? You're just a useless eater. You're just a fat fuck who loves McDonald's and has no discipline. You don't deserve freedom because you don't, you don't want freedom. You, it, to be honest, you don't want freedom. You want comfort above everything. If you wanted freedom, you would be fighting for it. But instead, you're sort of like, ah, it's probably just easier to just go along with it, you know? Or maybe I complain a bit online, but I'll just kind of go along with it generally. I'm not going to do anything about it anyway. I'm going to talk, maybe, and I'm going to continue to eat, but I'm not actually going to do anything about it. I'm not going to try to set myself free. And this is it. The free man has a different instinct. The free man wants it in his soul. The free man is willing to put everything on the line to get what he needs, to get freedom, to assert his space. Something inside of him, something, the the spirit of life screams inside of him and tells him exactly what it needs. The free man wants distance. He wants the ability to assert himself, to stand in privacy, to stand away from people, to stand above people, to stand sovereign, to be able to say what he is, to be able to creatively assert his reality. This is a life's deep instinct. This is what the lion wants. The lion does not want to share all the lionesses with other lions. He wants to be and have his own space in the lion realm, in his little lion hill and all this type of stuff. The free man wants that. The free the life instincts inside of you want that type of space. You want separation. You want boundaries. This manly, creative energy inside of you screams for this. And the only way that you can think any other way about this is by crushing that inside of you, by allowing that part of yourself to fall. And this is what slavery is. Allowing that desire for freedom and separation to get suppressed, to get crushed, and allowing depressing, chthonic, sad emotions to take their place, and comforting, hedonistic, pleasure-loving 
emotions to take their place. This is how your soul transforms into the soul of a slave, the soul of a last man. Nietzsche gives a lucid historical example of exactly what we're talking about in Julius Caesar, an ubermensch, if we've ever heard of one, a great man, a man of the highest order. And he appeared when Rome was on lockdown, when Rome was a republic on lock by a mafia of men, Pompey, Sulla. These men had just crushed a slave rebellion in Spartacus. I'm sure you've seen that before. Julius Caesar was knocking around at that time. It's funny how history works. And these guys had, these were tyrants. They had Rome on lock. And Julius Caesar, such an interesting man, he managed to break free from this situation and go to Gaul. He said, you know, let me let me take an army out and I'll conquer Gaul. This would be a good thing for all of us. And maybe they were thinking, all right, he might go out there and die and that will get rid of like, this political enemy or whatever. And he goes out and he conquers Gaul and he wins the adoration of the army. He thinks differently about the situation. Maybe people are sitting there being like, oh, Sulla Pompey, they're so tyrannical. They've got, they've got everything on lock. I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. What am I going to do? But instead, Caesar says, you know what? I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to look at my situation and think dynamically about it. I'm going to try to strategize a way forward. And so Caesar goes out to Gaul and he actually manages to conquer Gaul. He manages to do very, very well with Gaul and he builds up an awful lot of prestige. And his army begins to love him. His army says, wow, this guy is a badass. This guy is a great leader. Someone we appreciate an awful lot. Caesar's very good with the people. He's very good with the soldiers. He's a brave man. He goes out and he fights alongside of them. And then what happens is this action by him, these these campaigns that he goes on, builds him up an awful lot of prestige back home and builds him up an awful lot of prestige among the army. And then eventually he forms a dynamic, creative new base of power outside of the Roman mafia. And so what happens is Pompey and Sulla call him back and they say, Caesar, you have to come back and give us that army because you're getting a bit dangerous out there. But of course, Caesar comes back and doesn't give the army back. Caesar crosses the Rubicon and asserts himself as the emperor, establishing the premise for the Roman emperor. And this is the beginning of the new era of Rome. This is the beginning of the new ascendancy that we're going to see come into place. And this is an example of a superhuman man who changed history, changed the dynamics of history, changed the moments by thinking creatively about a situation, by demanding of himself the highest capacity to deal with the highest tyranny. Five steps from tyranny, close to the threshold of slavery, he broke paradigms and changed the entire order of the world with one crystalline, clear vision of what he wanted. That's all he needed. So how would this look in the modern situation? Well, the men who want to put you in pods, the evil guys, the guys that are scaring you, making you feel all demoralized. You have to look at what type of world we live in. You hear people say, for example, the word globalist. Oh my God, the globalist, the globalist and all that. But we live in a global world. Like the world is globalized. The use of the internet to talk about people like the globalists is understanding that the internet's global reach is a part of this. In some sense, you have to learn to embrace reality as it is and look for the advantages that are levied in front of us. A lot of people get very caught up in politics. Look, maybe that's a path. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm only a young guy, so I don't know the ins and outs of all this stuff. But I would say that if you were to sit down and, and think to yourself, right, how do I use 
current reality to my advantage? How do I become dynamic, anti-fragile? How can I connect with people all over the world and use this global society that we're in in order to get get myself in a position where I can use it to my advantage? Maybe if there's some government that's acting weird, I can go to a different government somewhere else or something like this. For example, then the other idea, like, oh, the bugs and the bad nutrition and the seed oils and all that stuff that we complain about all the time. Well, what on the flip side is there? There's cutting edge science about how nutrition works. There's this abundance of food available for us that if we want to try to eat more healthy and eat more clean and get ourselves into strong vitality and strong health, it's actually very possible to do this. We can escape many of these problems that we're always complaining about quite easily. The modern world gives us this incredible advantage. In fact, our education about things like food makes us superior than people were maybe two, three, four hundred years ago. The bodybuilders have done us a great service by studying themselves, noticing, becoming these sort of like test guinea pigs for what it means to be vital and strong. There's all these chemical tools now, now like stem cells, maybe even longevity tech and stuff like this that's going to advance our ability to live longer. There's this all this push towards things that are going to make things more healthy. The fear about politics, mass mind control, brainwashing and all these type of things. These things are certainly true. People nowadays are sheep walking in their, their you know, walking dead zombie mode. They have like information put into their heads and like NPCs. They just sort of like cognize it and then they repeat it back out. They will just do anything that the social engineers want them to do. But at the same time, a lot of people can be reached. I can put information like this up and reach thousands of people across the world who have vitality and strength inside of them. And I can say, hey, do you want to all start working together and start building a network and training each other and building our qualities and our competencies up? And we can start meeting together and sort of start forming like, a, you know, an alternate world economic forum, an alternate world, um, world uh, WEF. We can do the globalist thing in our advantage. We can use these tools to our advantage. We have these opportunities to create a great mass consciousness among people. We can speak to people and people who resonate with our vibe are going to very easily find us. Whereas before, if something like this has happened, you'd be stuck talking to the 10 people you talk down in the pub, down in the tavern. You wouldn't have been able to do fuck all if those people weren't too motivated or ambitious or even intelligent. But now things are different. Now the vibes are different. Now the scale of this stuff is actually quite profound. Then when it comes to the questions of art and ambition and creativity and culture, people are always complaining about the fall and the decadence of Western culture. And again, with things like the internet, we are able to put ourselves in contact with people who have a different approach to culture. They want vital culture. They want strength. They don't want to represent or tell stories that are chthonic and depressing, that ruin our identities, that continue to demoralize us, that tell us stories that we are the evil demons of the earth or something like that. Instead, we can transform culture and we can say to ourselves, how do we, would we develop a movement that would go in a counteracting direction to this? How do we develop a movement that would speak culturally about vitality? What would be the form? the style, the art that we could make that would encourage this type of stuff. For example, like black people creating hip hop. They're sitting down there, they have fuck all going for themselves, they're stuck in the ghetto, and they start saying to themselves, well, how can we start producing vibes that were high quality? And they had to make the most of the people in New York and the people in the ghettos around them. Now, we have this opportunity to create something far more sophisticated because we have a far bigger scale to do this. We have a far larger talent pool to do this, which is absolutely amazing. Now, look at the success that black people had in New York from the very little resources that they have. That is incredibly admirable. They've achieved an Im immensely powerful thing. We have so many more resources at our hands that we could use, that these things are, that this just puts us in a, an incredible situation. And then on top of that, 
people complain about the modern world and all this stuff. They complain about all oh, the dating and, and the culture and the brainwashing and all this type of stuff. But the thing is, is that none of this stuff, our clarity, our understanding of the situation, our understanding of how important it is to revitalize our culture, we couldn't have done this 10, 20 years ago. We're very lucky that we're still young and we're still at this point where we can actually see clearly what's going on. We can actually wake up to the actual reality of the world. We're lucky that the tyranny is exposing to us and cutting through the nonsense because it's good that this stuff has happened because it's now... It, bullshit just sounds stupid. People who just talk about silly nonsense abstractions sound like fucking idiots and they are. They're people... Their noggin is stuck in their heads that are just in the way and just wasting your time. The, all this mad has actually cut through and brought people down to the real thinking. All of a sudden now people are are woken up. People know what's... They, they can see that mass... The cold monster of the state and the mass tyranny is here. And it's something that you need to be acutely aware of. 20 years ago, we were all, you know, soft, comfort-loving last men. We were all saying beautiful ideas and beautiful abstractions that sounded pretty. We all wanted to be poets and musicians that sang love songs and romance songs. We were a people, a sp our spirits were, were chthonic, were falling down, were, were dying. We, 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 our souls had no vitality in them. We were people who were sinking into death. Our music even reflected this grunge, the sad Jeff Buckley type songs that I sung as well. This stuff is all all the sort of sad, sort of depressing, falling down energy. There was none of that rising ascendant vita vital energy at all. There was no belief. There was no stimulus to, f to make that happen. But all of this stuff recently has now stimulated people to get excited, stimulated people to see, oh my God, we want to go in a different direction. We want a vibe. We want energy. We want something that's ascendant and strong. We're actually in an incredibly good position. And I'm a huge proponent of this. I believe in these vibes. I believe that we, despite all the terror stuff we're not in as bad as a position i believe that so many incredible opportunities are opening up in front of me in my personal life and i see this available to all of the rest of us as well and we have to develop this sort of cult-like vision of like all right there is a world out there an opportunity out there there are opportunities out there that we can take advantage of we could set the premises for a new vital exciting powerful culture that would be incredible and it's actually actionable we don't have to do any of that sitting around and talking about abstractions everybody who does that are fucking losers and you don't want to be those anyway and they've achieved nothing. Instead, you see that there's a new path sitting in front of you that you can embrace and you can grab. So all these terrible things that are happening, all this tyranny has become a stimulus to push us in the direction that we should be going and it is bringing us down to the clarity and the realism that is necessary for us to take correct steps going forward. And so to wrap this up, if you want to join a group of people who think this way, because the problem nowadays is as we keep seeing, the masses, the last men, the people are attracted to the lowest chthonic emotions within them are quite gladly going to go along. They're, they're happy to become the, the pod men. They're happy to sit in the matrix. They're happy to sit there plugged into the television, having, you know, propaganda fed into their brains while they're having Starbucks milk, milk, milk sop lattes or something like that fed into them in a different direction, just hooked up into their IV, playing some type of blockchain metaverse video game, which is solving some type of algorithm that runs, I don't know, Bill Gates, like, I don't know, solar farm or something like this, runs his, you know, runs the, the whirring thing inside of his clock or something like this. People are happy to become this. People have a weak, low ambition inside of them. People 
spirits are dominated by fear, low standards, lack of aesthetic quality, lack of excellence. People are weak. The culture in the West is weak. This is absolutely noticeable and true, and it's very difficult to find people on the correct wavelength. And there's an awful lot of people who want to go in a different direction and create new artistic culture. They want to create new artistic vibes. They've been isolated from all the institutions. They're they're pushed out of all these normal places where you can do all this type of stuff. So let's sit down and start to say to ourselves, right, well, how can we get a think tank going, a mastermind going, a network going of people who have the correct values and the correct worldview and the correct ethos. And how can we get everybody working together? How can we put education tools in place for people who are not fully developed yet to give them things that will help them advance, teach them about, for example, health and nutrition so they can give vitality and energy so they can look handsome as fuck so we can be the handsome jacked people who are full of energy and creative creative power? How can we put people together who are creating things so that they can actually create stuff of value, give them the training that is necessary to lift up their creative quality to the highest level? How can we try transform ourselves into winners and build something that has a forward-thinking mindset that is actually inspiring, that is not afraid of all this nonsense that is going on, but takes action to do something about it and put ourselves in a position of freedom. How can we educate people and how to leverage things like the internet to become free, financially, network-based, all these type of things? How can we actually turn this into something real? And if you are interested in finding out how, join the network down below. There'll be a link in the description. Pop in on the inside and we will take it from there. So thank you very much for your time. Stay juicy. And bye-bye.